Hello my friends and welcome back to episode 3 of the, not episode 3, I think it's episode 4, episode 5 now of the Tolkien Debate Show, where today we are going to be discussing what was Sauron's biggest defeat. But joining me yet again, we firstly have Lexi from the YouTube channel Girl Next Gondor, all links will be in the description. Hello my friend. Hey, thanks for having me again. Indeed, great for you to be here. Also we have Florian as usual, hello my friend. Hey, glad to be here. Indeed, and finally we have I'm Zobud. So, as you can tell from the title and thumbnail, we're going to be discussing what was Sauron's biggest defeat and going through some events, some moments, and giving reasons as to why this might be the biggest defeat for the Dark Lord. And the reason I mention the Dark Lord is that we're going to be excluding anything from the first stage in Pride because we want to see defeats as Sauron being the Dark Lord and acting for himself and not for example under um, the rule of or under the vision of Morgoth. So the first event that we're going to be looking at one of the I believe three is the War of the Elves and Sauron and particularly a potential thing that we might see in the upcoming Amazon show but that's besides the point. I think there's it's a really interesting event for many reasons and um, Alexia do you want to start this one off? Yeah, this is uh, my favorite pick because, again, as as usual here, the way you answer the question kind of depends on how you understand the question. And for me, this is the greatest reversal of Sauron's fortunes. He literally has everything possible going for him. He's able to use his strategy and his talent for deceit and manipulation. Uh, he's forged the One Ring, which gives him more power, more e efficacious power than he had in the in the first stage. The elves don't, you know, they suspect that something's not quite right, but they don't really, they're not ready for him the way that they are in the first stage. He's also, he's just fighting against elves and uh, elves that are greatly diminished from the height of their power uh, back in the first stage. He's, you know, Numenor has yet to consolidate a real strong presence in in Middle-earth at this point. They're basically an ocean away, so they're limited in what they can really do to help out. He, he really should have won this one. Uh, he had everything going for him, and he just suffers setback after setback after setback. Uh, he thinks the One Ring is going to allow him to just insta-dominate the elves, and of course they have a sort of backdoor clause. They recognize him and are able to resist him. Okay, fine. He takes Celebrimbor captive and says, well, now we're just, you know, I'll force you with torture to surrender the rings and Celebrimbor won't tell. He can't break him. So uh, mentally, he can't break him. Physically, he does quite a good job. And then he's, you know, okay, now we're now we're going to do this old-fashioned style. We're going to do this with a military conquest. He's overrun Eregion. He's basically overrun Eriador. He's about to take Linden, and then he turns around and looks, and sailing up the Grey Flood is the Numenorean fleet, and mm -hmm. that just, he, he gets routed back to Mordor. So to me, that's like, he should have he should have done better, but he didn't, and he didn't because of his own short-sightedness. There was no destiny or, you know, you catastrophe, no divine intervention. It's just him losing. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that I think the takeaway from what you said is really that it's out of all the events we look at, it's the advantage that Sauron has at this point. And uh, for example, the odds you just you just burn through um, a region, you have you held their lord captive and you're waving him on his banner around. So yeah, and then of course then we've got uh, uh, due to um, Gilgalad's aid from um, Linden, 
they got the call to the Numenorians, I think as he mentioned, and then they just come and just utterly demolish him. So Florian, do you think um, that is um, a fair assessment of why this is being picked as one of the three? Yeah, I think so. I make it's the biggest defeat in terms of Sauron being militarily outmatched. Like he's mm -hmm. he's able to almost conquer Middle Earth because mm -hmm. the Numenorians have like a few few settlements only that they they defended before. Like they don't they aren't really involved with the war. But like when the Numenorian army arrives at Lindon and then they also have catch <coughs> have like other contingents at the uh, Grasslow and there's even a battle in late what is later the borderlands between Rohan and Gondor I think like the the Numenorians clearly just outmatch his his army like cool it's possible that it was just he was caught off guard and then driven back but like the way it sounds that he Sauron almost didn't make it out of the battle himself like he was personally there and barely managed to escape makes it sound like he really had no no chance of militarily winning that conflict like looked like he, he was about to win but it's like what we a bit of a mystery we don't really know what he thought about Numenor like did, did Sauron think they they wouldn't intervene or they would intervene too late it's a bit bit unclear but it's like definitely the first showcase of how like uh, overpowering the Numenorians are compared to everyone else well, the first one, that is the War of the Elves and Sauron covered. Now, the next event and potential defeat that we're going to be looking at is the War of the Last Alliance and some bits around late events in Numenor as well, which concerns Sauron. And um, Florian, starting off with you, I think without a doubt, we have to say that it is basically, it is at the end of the Second Age, that this event is the turning of the age as well so it, even if it's not the biggest defeat of someone it is still a massive event throughout Arda's history so yeah what do we think on this one yeah, I think it's like the <clears throat> very very significant compared to the War of the Fs and Sauron because during the last alliance of course Sauron is actually completely defeated like he, he does retreat into Mordor but his enemies actually follow him there and eventually force him into personal combat but of course the what makes it uh, different and the very much different the war of elf and sauron is that sauron is kind of like is doing the opposite like he's starting out with uh, dealing with the nominorians like he <clears throat> has brought the Numenor as a captive but through his powers of persuasion and manipulation like convinces the nominorians to attack valinor which causes the whole island to sink and sauron uh, <clears throat> dies or I mean, dies or his body mm -hmm. dies at least but he makes it out makes it out as a his spirit makes it out and he goes back to Mordor basically has taken out most of the Numenorians except the one except the ones that uh, escape like Elendil, Isildur and Anarion with their nine ships and then yeah. there's of course the Numenorians still living in, in Middle-earth and they those <coughs> the, the Numenorians that the faithful ones that resist Sauron team up with Gilgalad and the elves and the dwarves of Khazad-dûm and presumably a lot of other peoples in the area and they basically attack <coughs> Sauron like uh, shortly 
or relatively shortly after Numenor has been destroyed in terms of like the overall time scale of the age and they have a big battle on in front of the where the Black Gate will be in the future and the forces of Sauron are driven back and the elves and men and dwarves lay siege to Baradur for seven years because for Sauron is forced to basically there's no really no reserves left and he comes out and kills Gilgalad and Elendil but they also kill him and Isildur Basically, after Sauron is is killed, after his <clears throat> he cuts off uh, the ring, the one ring from Sauron's finger, which basically means Sauron takes a very long, like he can't yeah. use his ring to help him regenerate. He just he doesn't really he has still kind of access to the power, but not like he can't use it directly. So he basically takes the whole third age for him to uh, regenerate yeah. and take up uh, his reign again. And Lexi, another thing that, um, which I think also is an, a defeat in the sense of, we know we have the military defeat and from the ring being destroyed, but at the same time, Sauron ultimately has the elves and men unified, joined together, and that is an important thing. I know, of course, you have Orifer and the others have a subsection of the elves, and then we have Gilgalad, then, but we still have the, um, Sauron has, um, just bought it a lot of these factions and groups who have been there's been fights maybe some discouraging things throughout the second age they all come together and this moment of the last alliance literally the alliance is played into the events of the lord of the rings as well because um every everyone has come together and that is due to um Sauron's bidding so do you think that could add on to the defeat of um the war of the last alliance um in the sense that i think Sauron is assuming, I think this is, I forget what, whether it's uh, Appendix A or um, maybe something in Unfinished Tales, but there's this idea that Sauron returning to Middle-earth after the downfall of Numenor is, he feels like he's taken care of the Numenorean threat. Yes, it's going to take him some time to rebuild, but it's okay. He has his ring. He's neutralized the elves, more or less. He lost that war, but they he did a lot of damage in, in the process. And he thinks he's just going to wipe out this little tiny contingent of Numenorean remnants who managed to survive. He's quite incensed that they survived at all, and you know, frankly, they should have, shouldn't have. It was another case of that divine intervention plus foresight plus destiny and doom and all that working against him. So yes, the fact that he is defeated by an alliance of these Numenoreans and these elves, the Numenorean remnant, as it were. Uh, just must have added a little salt to the wound, I guess, because these were two peoples that he deemed had been effectively neutralized, uh, if not permanently defeated, and he was planning sort of his masterstroke, and instead what happened was, instead of being able to sow that division that he enjoys doing so much between elves and dwarves and men, they all do unite. Even even Orifer, bless his heart, you know, comes through and fights alongside if not exactly under a Noldoran king in Gilgalad so uh, that that must have been a little bit extra irritating although I think the main point and the main link again with the third age is the idea that he loses his ring as long as he has the ring it's sort of the ultimate safeguard but as soon as he loses control of it it becomes really his one vulnerability so this is when he's this is you could argue that this is the beginning of the end for him the first time he was really killed in combat like he died on, on Numenor but he still had the ring with him and then in this battle he really was defeated personally and lost <clears throat> and lost the ring that's like the most 
maybe embarrassing or like humiliating defeat in a way because mm -hmm. it's so personal yeah and that could maybe um like being counter to potentially having the battle of the guathlope due to the odds as well well for the war of the ring it's kind of the easiest one to argue for however it's actually his hardest defeat in my opinion because it's the one where he really had all, all senses on his side his enemies are militarily weak they are spiritually weak like without Gandalf they wouldn't do anything they are squabbling among themselves they have uh, uh, a lot of internal problems, lack of communication, uh, and that's what and that was Thorin's plan. He planned to divide the the free people's realm and then attack them. You're right that again, it's this is kind of the 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 easy pitch to hit. Uh, War of the Ring is where he suffers his most permanent defeat. He essentially ceases to exist from a functional standpoint, and as you pointed out, it's kind of. It, it was an act of essentially divine intervention as Tolkien says it's the fact that Sauron doesn't have agency over how the history of Arda is going to be written in a sense both literally written by Tolkien but also in the sense that it's all according to Eru's design and he can't ultimately transcend that but that's that's really the only reason he loses but again this is a case where by rights he should have won uh, the difference here I think is that here he loses against you know against not just his own plans but against like the laws of causality um apart from gandalf and aragorn working to uh rally rohan and to turn back the nazgul he should have taken minas tirith uh he doesn't but it's close and he knows that he can crush it pretty effectively there's really no unified resistance at the end of the third age like there is at the end of the second uh, you know cross racial alliance none of that's happening um, so, yeah, it's really, it's it's an act of God that just sort of snuffs him out, and it's due to, again, Frodo's persistent mercy and his willingness to be a sacrifice. But even at the very end, Frodo doesn't, Frodo, Frodo fails. This is much has been made of this moment where even Frodo, who is the instrument of redemption, can't resist the power of the ring and the power of Sauron. Nothing can except a force that's outside of space and time itself. Yeah, I think that's like the, <clears throat> the the most significant difference. Like Sauron doesn't really like the last lines had the, the interventions of Elendil Isildur surviving, but of course most of the Numenorians that or, that fought and were probably living in, in Pelagia and the Middle Earth anyway. Like in the War of the Ring, there's really only this this hope that Gandalf and Elrond have at the council that if they just take the ring like they know Frodo won't be able to throw it into the fire but if they just take the ring to Mordor and bring it to the best position possible to be destroyed that there will be like there, there will be a kind of intervention like Tolkien said it like the good <clears throat> this in this story good doesn't really defeat evil by like by by force but just uh, struggling and uh, not <clears throat> not being defeated and Holding out hope until evil basically defeats itself, as we see, like with the, the last for the ring that Gollum has make basically uh, causes him to 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 fight with Frodo, and then 
Like he's so happy and overjoyed that he dances around inside the volcano, which he normally wouldn't do, and he falls in. So it's very mm -hmm. like the not a really military defeat, but it's like the the way you see this this philosophy, like that evil basically yeah. evil defeats itself, which is very different from the other ones where basically it's it's kind of there with the last alliance, but not really. Like this time, it's really just about. Sauron being unable to win because of the, the fundamental forces in the universe, if you can say it like that. I wouldn't mind that uh, at, the, at the last moment in the third age were pretty much like the ones he had while, while, while standing at the top of the, of the temple. He thinks he has won, he's seen, the, he's seen his army is going to court Aragorn, he's going to kill the last, uh, the last one of the line, and then etc. And at the last moment, he's surprised in the fall of Lothroth because a big wave comes and drowns him. And here is uh, when the ring is destroyed and he, get, he, he gets the message. It's fun how both are divine interventions and they essentially come from the same way. Sauron is not aware of them. He does not think it's going to happen. Yeah. I can see, um, yeah, Lex, if you want to go by saying that, I can see the argument for that, that the four Numenor was, you could say, technically divine intervention, but yeah, go ahead, Lexi. Yeah, I think in both cases, a different flavor of divine intervention, but definitely um, not defeated by normal material means. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's his problem, you know, to, to learn from that mistake, he has to, uh, he has to admit that there's something greater than himself, and that's his his character flaw, his fundamental error, is assuming that he will ultimately be able to twist, to control every contingency and twist the world to do just what he wants. Mm -hmm. And he, he, that's his blind spot. That's what ends up getting him every single time, except again when when the elves just kick his butt because <laughs> for a reason he should have he yeah. should have figured out. Yeah, but that's just me. Maybe that just maybe might add to the war the last alliance bit. The other two were, well, the, well, not the other two actually, but the fall of Numenor and um, um, the the forge, uh, the rings, the war, the ring was technically um, cause how the ring goes into the fire, divine intervention. But I think this is a good time to finally go back to that statement slash question one last time. What was Sam's biggest um defeat? And I think there's no one way to give. A definitive answer for like overall but maybe in how you interpret the statement or question is I think the main thing for example yeah we can go in two ways what's the biggest um, defeat like in finality when he loses the most when there's no chance for him to come back or maybe what's the biggest defeat in the sense that he has the most odds against him or has or I mean for him in fact and that he has all um, this going for him and then he somehow manages to defeat at such a high point that could be militarily as well so i think um separate i think that's the two main of course you could i think that lends into embarrassing as well the second part that i mentioned and i'm thinking if we want to go with um finality and being an ultimate we would have to go with the ring um being destroyed because he never um never returns again even i think to show that um even in um the new shadow which was never written it didn't technically in no way include a cold Sauron but Sauron himself hadn't returned which shows that it was basically finality for that character at that point but if you want to go with um in the sense the biggest defeat in this I think Lexi I think um you, you mentioned this as well of how 
a big defeat was for him against all odds, then maybe you can go with the war of um, the elves and Sauron. There's many um, interpretations of where you can um, answer this question because the different factors which play into that is it is a divine intervention is it how um big the defeat is, is it finality etc so yeah and i will leave this poll up i'll be on my twitter for you guys to vote and then for the next episode we'll see which one you guys um chose to be the biggest defeat and that's of course will be interesting to see but i think this has been a really interesting discussion i think one the one so far that we've really got been able to go into depth and discuss all the different um ones and then put it all together overall so yeah i really enjoyed that so thank you for that lexi no problem thanks for having me on thank you florian as well thanks goodbye and finally thank you i'm zo before as always for inviting me sure Thank you guys for watching, I really appreciate it, please like and subscribe, but until the next video my friends, goodbye.